Hello and welcome back to Big Luzzers League. And this is it, guys. We're at the end of the road. Um, anyway, we have reached the end of the road. Me and Lee Addison, the last episode of the halftime chat, the last episode. Can't believe we finally reached the end. I want to give a special thank you to Lee. He has been awesome. So humble, so ready to go. He was really, really keen to get every single episode of this one done. So I really want to give a big thank you to Lee. It was his idea to start this little show, this little segment that we did, uh, but it has finally come to the end. It has come to the end of the road. That's the last time I'm going to do that one. It's the last time. I promise. I promise. Thank you, Lee, for the countless hours you put in to this little segment. Uh, we're talking about the Penrith Panthers in this one. It is a really exciting podcast and a great way to finish it off because Lee was actually in the coaching staff with Penrith for a while uh, and he has a great insight into their club. Not many problems going around with that club. I'll tell you that for free, uh, but it's a great listen here. Make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Save the best till last, Lee. I've saved the best till last. We'll talk about the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, there's nothing really negative we can say about this club. Uh, what are your thoughts about Penrith at the moment? You've done two of my old clubs tonight, Manly and Penrith. And Penrith are obviously a bit at the benchmark right now. Um, if, if I've got one question mark over Penrith, it does, you don't need to win absolutely everything right now. I do think there is a physical and mental element to the NRL which suggests that you can't go all year at the top of your game. And that's why I've got a bit of a better feeling about Parramatta because they've just left a little bit in the tank in terms of combination, in terms of tactics, in terms of strategy, in terms of, in terms of mentality. They've left a little bit in the tank. Competitions are one in September and October, not in March and April. So that's my only caveat. But otherwise, they're humming along very, very nicely. And if you're ever looking for clues on how a team's travelling, again, you just look at the, you look at the how many points are rattling up and how many they're conceding. Penrith thirty six six, so that's that suggests ruthlessness. Um, Forty to twelve the week before, they they're putting teams to the sword. Um, Thirty two twelve the week before. 26-12 the week before. So both their columns are in the right direction. The, the points, they're rattling up the points, they're keeping the points out. So they 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 are genuinely the benchmark right now. Well, the scary part was at the start of the season when they were obviously missing Cleary and Sean O'Sullivan coming to that halfback role, they were still winning games and they were winning games yep. by a lot. So yep. it just shows you how far Penrith have come over the past mm. three years. Um, mm. 
and I'm very excited to see how they go this season and they're already mm-hmm. really playing well. So it's a very exciting club to watch. Obviously, the signings for this season, Sean O'Sullivan for this season, Chris Smith and Christian Crichton for this season as well. They came from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, we were talking about Sean O'Sullivan just then, but he has been playing really well. Obviously, the Dolphins have just signed him as well, um, literally a few days ago. Uh, to play halfback, most likely. I could see him as a halfback there for sure. Um, watching Sean O'Sullivan the first few weeks of the NRL, what do you think he's going to bring to that Dolphins side? I think I... How can I put this? Um I wonder how much he is a product of the system he's in now rather than being the the key to another system, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, that's my read on that. Just a bit more to prove yet to, in my yeah. head for Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah, I think he's been playing some decent footy. And um, as I said, it'd be very interesting to see where he comes into the team this season. I think he'll just be back up for Nathan Cleary, to be honest, especially when Origin comes around. He's going to be very handy. Um, Christian Crichton as well. He used to be for the with the Penrith Panthers, went to the Bulldogs, and now he has come back. He's an outside back. Haven't used him as frequently as I thought they would. Obviously, Chris Smith as well, a lock forward for the Kennedy Bankstown Bulldogs and now has come over and he's been in and out of the side on the bench there. Looking at the losses column, Matt Burton, Brett Naden, Tavita Pangai Jr. Obviously, they only had him for a short while, but he's still counted as a loss for me. Kurt Capewell, Paul Monorowski, Tyrone May. The crazy part about this losses column, it's massive, but it's not affecting them one bit. It's because they've got a good junior development system. Mm. It, it, so it gives you it gives you wiggle room. It does for sure. And and especially with the juniors that they've got coming through, they're in a good stead for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Matt Burton, um, you can really see when you go from a top side to a bottom side how much differently a player plays. That's but right. I, I I think that he has handled himself at Canterbury, even though they haven't been winning every game, I thought that he's been the standout and I thought that he's handed himself really well in that club. Mm, Um, mm. I think what Trent Barrett has to do now is sort of find who will partner him uh, in the halves. I think that's Kyle Flanagan for me. I think what I've seen from him over the past few weeks, I've been really impressed. But um, anyway, we won't talk about the the Bulldogs. We'll talk about the Penrith Panthers. off contract, June 1, end of this year. Obviously, Christian Crichton, who they've just signed. Matt Eisenhuth, a, a back row and front rower. Kurt Falls, another backup half that they've got there. Jermaine Hopgood, uh, he's a front rower. You can slot, slot into that back row role as well. Robert Jennings, uh, the Gen- one of the Jennings brothers, renowned to be really quick and really explosive there on the wing. Taylor May, who's really started to play some good footy um, over the past few weeks, he's been a really good uh, inclusion in their side. Sean O'Sullivan's obviously already signed. I've made this before he'd signed with the club. Um, uh-huh. Wayne Salmon, he's a bit of a weird one. He can play lock. He can play 5'8". He's a big 5'8", though. He can play in the back row. He can play in, in the front row. You can put him wherever. Uh, Chris Smith, uh, obviously the the uh, lock forward they've got, he's off contract too at the end of the season. 
and Lindsay Smith, another front rower there. None of these really affect the side too much. But I think Talon May's got a bit of a future here at Penrith. I think what I've seen from him over the past few weeks, I can definitely see him securing a spot in this side. I think that um, a lot lot of this now is about um, roster management. And I think that's what Gus Gus was very good at. Um, And I think Nathan and Ivan Cleary are benefiting from um, Gus's roster management over the years and salary cap management. With Gus not being there anymore, that's the big question. How how will these things be managed? I mean, it's not that long ago that Gus left. To be honest, it's in contractual terms. It's it's only a short. You know, there's only been a few cycles, contract cycles in there. So this is a real key stage with all them coming off contracts. How they manage that? And who who goes in and who goes out? Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I with the players coming off contract this season it doesn't worry me too much at all uh the only one i would be expecting them to get back would be Taylor may um well he's young enough isn't it yeah they can still mold him into the Mm. into the player they want to be the one and the good thing is i think they'll be able to get him for cheap as well since he's still Mm. young he's still got a lot to prove um so i think they'll be able to get him for cheap if they do end up re-signing him which i think they will for sure other than that none of them None of the other signings really bother me. None of the other guys leaving at the end of the year really bother me too much. However, there is some potential in here. Obviously, Christian Crichton, Kurt Falls, who's still quite young as well. He's a halfback uh, that's been playing. He played really well in the in the trials, actually. Um, so they've still got plenty of potential here. Uh, and it'll be really, really interesting to see um, who stays and who goes. But as I said, I don't think this is going to be really affecting them too much with the guys on that list. Key players, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Edwards, Jerome Luai, and Isaiah Yo. And haven't we seen that over the past few weeks? As soon as Nathan Cleary came back, they had a bit more structure. But also the other guys, Dylan Edwards, 300 mm-hmm. metres a game, Jerome Luai. I'm just, la- I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing at the short the short list of key players you've got. <laughs> um, I could have the, the whole the third there, to be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. but I rounded it down nicely. Um, yeah. Dylan Edwards, 300 Meters a game, Jerome Luai, lots of X Factor. Uh, and then Isaiah Yo, who just puts in so much effort, defense and attack every yeah. single week. Um, player. These players are unreal. Uh, Nathan Cleary, uh, he probably is the best comp- player in the competition right now at the moment. Um, what are your thoughts on Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai at the moment? How, how do you really? see... What do you think about Jerome Luai and how he compliments Nathan Cleary in this side? Yeah, uh, it's I watched them a lot last year and they they just have an almost um I won't say telepathic, but they've they've played together so much and trained together so much that they really understand each other. We're sort of looking at the crew the the Cronk and Smith and Slater kind of combinations here now. We start we're sort of looking at the new era of that. Um Nathan Cleary is one of the best halves I've seen for a while in terms of all-round game. Um, he's really good. He's kicking. He's exemplary. Um, and Jerome Luai is more of the X factor. And um, if he dummies and goes, you're in trouble, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just just adding to what everyone else says about them. Really, I think the reality is just to sum up that Penrith, Melbourne, Para. One of them three is probably going to win the comp. 
Cronulla probably just not quite there yet, um, but are going to be like fourth or in the top four, but get close, but not quite there. That's my, and then the rest, the rest are just filling the competition. I mean, uh, at the start of the year, we all thought the Roosters were going to come good, but they're missing something now, aren't they? I think it's more so consistency from the Roosters that they're missing. I mm-hmm. think that they can come out and blow teams off the park and then the next week they can lose again by 20 to 30 points from teams in the bottom eight. So that's right. it's very interesting. But look, Penrith Panthers, as you said, to sum up, really looking good this season. Definitely in contention for that grand final spot. Lee. We did it. We're at the end. I can't believe it. <laughs> we've, we've stayed together for this long. Um, yep. We've finally reached the end. I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a real honor to have you on the podcast to talk. Thank you. Uh, about thank you. NRL sides. Um, it's been really fun. I uh, had a lot of laughs. It's been a really good experience. So thank you for coming on. Really enjoyed your knowledge and what you bring to this sort of podcast. And uh, it's been really interesting for the fans as well. We always get good engagement with these sort of podcasts. So thank you for hopping on. Good man, thank you. I promised I'd stop. And I will stop. I'll stop as of right now. Uh, but thank you to Lee. The countless hours, the countless weeks that he put into that podcast. I cannot thank him enough. He's an absolute legend of a bloke. Uh, he's got a lot of NRL experience, obviously coaching two NRL clubs. He's coached a bunch of Q Cup. He's coached in high school rugby league as well. So he's got a lot of coaching experience and it was really good for him to share his knowledge with us on this podcast. But thank you for choosing Big Elezer's League and all rugby league experience recommend this podcast to a friend and I'll see you guys in the next one. one.